Sit down, chill, and relax, because you're here with T.C. Mason, tuning in for another episode of Spiked Lemonade. Cheers! It's episode six of the Spike Lemonade podcast, and you're having a nice chilled glass of lemonade with your girl, T.C. Mason, health and happiness strategist, where we talk about everyday experiences and everyday things spiked with a slice of mental health. Now, Hear ye, hear ye. You are now entering into season two, where we talk about cherry blossoms, crabs, and like Cardi B said, coronavirus. So we are putting season one of cancel culture behind us, and now we're entering into a new season. Whoop, 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 whoop. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So this episode, we're talking about all the folks who went to see the cherry blossoms. We're talking about all the folks who saw the airplanes flying in the sky, all that good stuff. We're talking about the people who go out to public events uh, for crabs during the lockdown. And is this related to coronavirus? Uh, What, 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 what is it? What's going on? Are you ready? I hope so. The lemon has been dropped, dropped, so let's get get into it. Getting right into it. Now, before we go into the restrictions that this here corona pandemic has put on our lives, let's go through a quick timeline of events that led to the shutdowns and stay-at-home orders. We have to lay the foundation to see if how the information was presented, if that had a lot to do with the fluctuation or the complex behaviors that we're seeing in the world today. You know, you still have people going out in public places, not having masks and all of these things. But has it been set up in a way that people have gone rogue? Like, really? Well, let's talk about it. So let's start with this timeline, right? So in December, that's when it began in Wuhan, China. So coronavirus was in Wuhan, China. And then January 21st is when we had, the United States had their first confirmed case. By February, we were seeing that it was spreading, okay? that different people were contacting it. In March 13th, that was when the president put out a national state of emergency and there were some restrictions. And when he first put out this stuff, it was like, oh no, you don't need to be concerned. No, you don't need to wear masks, all of this stuff, okay? March 15th, uh, it was a restriction put out saying that you can have groups no larger than 50, okay? That was March 15th. March 17th, all states just started doing their own thing. Like, we got to figure this out on our own. We have to make things happen. We set different rules. Uh, Maryland had a rule. D.C. had rules. Uh, All these different states start setting their own thing. March 19th, Italy had the highest death toll. You know, we saw visuals that, you know, there were people out on their balconies singing, you know, quarantine during their thing because it was so high there. The death tolls were so high. March 20th, New York started to have to experience some of the same thing that Italy was experiencing. And then there were rules put in place there. March 26th, the United States leads worldwide in the pandemic in terms of the numbers, in terms of people dying, you know. Uh, And I think April 2nd, Global cases reached like 1 million. So you have all of this information being disseminated in a short amount of time. So we're talking about from 
pretty much February to the end of March, there was information like bow, 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 bow coming out. But the first information that we received was that, oh, you don't really need to be concerned. Oh, it's okay. Oh, you can have people no more than 50. And then it went down to 20. And then it went down to 10. And then it went down to stay home and only go out if you need food or those things, the essentials. So how does this play a part? How does this play a part in how people choose to behave? Now, remember in episode uh, three, last season, we talked about the routes that people take to make decisions. Guess what? It applies here too. You know, we talked about the peripheral route where people use superficial cues to arrive at their decision. Now, listen, when the coronavirus was first presented, there wasn't a lot of information or I don't know if there was or not, what was disseminated, it seemed as though there wasn't a lot of information and that we were all learning about how it had affected people all at the same time. I don't know if that's true or not because it appears that the government has been doing some shady stuff or our leadership is just a little special. So I don't know. But I say all of that to say the information that we were given was all pretty much superficial cues. It wasn't a whole bunch of facts. It was like, oh, you don't need to wear a mask. It's okay. You know, you don't really need to be that concerned. You know why? Because it's only the elderly that's dying. They are the population that that are the most at risk, right? You know, so when you give out all of this information and then you find The other information is coming in. So then you have that central route where it's the critical thinking and people are collecting information about the situation and you're getting information about those numbers that people are dying. And that is not just the elderly who are dying, that there are African-Americans that are dying. There are Caucasians. There are a whole gamut of people who are dying and you're getting information that people who have underlying conditions like asthma, diabetes, cancer, all of those things, they're at risk too. So what happens when you're giving out this information, these little cues, you know, these images, like it's not that serious. And then people figure out what the hell it is that serious. What happens? It really, it really, really makes people want to go rogue and make decisions on their own. So when we talk about people going to visit the cherry blossoms in March, so the cherry blossoms bloomed in March. And at that time, you know, orders were out that people were to stay at home and not to go out unless it was essential, maybe for food or you had an essential job, but you were to stay at home. And you see pictures popping up, cherry blossoms, everybody congregating, no masks or anything. And people are thinking like, what is wrong with people? The president said, or the governor said, or this person said, stay at home. Why are these people still doing it? The reason why is because the credibility of the information is shot. And when the credibility is shot, My tongue is getting tied on that word, okay? (laughs) But when the credibility is shot, 
then you go rogue. You, you, you figure out that, oh man, I got to make it my own. I got to do my own thing. And so in that situation, you see people doing that. You also saw people go to the monument without masks and not social or physical distancing, not six feet apart, but they're still going about their lives. And then you have this other thing. This is my favorite, crabs. So the season is changing as well. And people are just trying to find some sense of normalcy in all of this. And they don't know what to believe, really. And so they're like, I just need to be happy. And I know that when the weather breaks, it equals crabs. And for me, me personally speaking, when the weather breaks, it equals crabs and slurpees. And I need all of that. So you have all of this going on at one time. And what's important to note is that how information is disseminated, people get, they develop an attitude about it, how they feel about a situation. And based upon their attitude, it can have an impact on their behaviors. It can have a severe impact on their behaviors. So it says, uh, Cassin says, uh, the strength of a person's attitude combined with societal norms also lends to corresponding behaviors. Individuals consider what others think they should do when they're deciding their actions, which can lead to several outcomes. And it can lead to behaviors that support one's attitudes or behaviors that are in opposition to a person's attitude. So given that, Individuals are constantly being impacted by social factors and societal norms. So their attitudes are changing. And so because their attitudes are changing, their behaviors are changing. So when you're given information like, oh, okay, it's not that serious, that produces a certain behavior. When you're given information like, oh, wait a minute, it is that serious, that produces another behavior. And depending upon the time frame in which the behavior, the, um, information is given that determines how people act so some people are just like hell with everybody i'm going to do what i think is safe and i think that's what we are seeing now so when we're talking about cherry blossoms crabs and coronavirus people are deciding to do what they think is safe for their family because the information that was initially presented changed too quickly and it made it look like that the people who are presenting the information are no longer credible. Does that make sense? I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that when we are trying to understand everything that's going on, and this is a difficult time uh, to be experiencing this coronavirus and the uh, pandemic and how it has affected a lot of people's lives from schooling to jobs, working at home, from relationships to not being able to physically be in your loved one's presence, it's important that we understand that it's a difficult time, but also the information that we receive definitely plays a part on how we choose to act. So when we're trying to understand or we see things where people are not governing themselves according to the governor or the state or the president, we can ask ourselves, all right, 
how was this information presented? Did they present it in a way that would change my attitude? Did they present it in a way that I would be persuaded? Those are thoughts. Those are questions to ask, to ponder, because it does play a part in how the information is given. It's almost like if somebody tells you, oh, remember that book, uh, Chicken Little? The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Uh, and he did it so many times that when the sky was actually falling, nobody believed them. Same thing with the boy who cried wolf. You know, he did it so many times, nobody believed them. So you could present information in different ways and it can get to a point where if you present it a certain way, people won't believe you. Your credibility is shot. Nobody is trusting you. And I think because we are in a state right now where a lot of people are distrusting of the government, they are distrusting of the information that's being disseminated, especially when you have a president who comes on <laughs> law, who comes on uh, the press conferences and he says things like, oh, our ratings are high. What is you saying? What do you mean the ratings are high? Sir, people are tuning in because people are dying and they don't want others around them to die. It's not high because people want to see you. I don't understand that. But that's a whole nother situation. So to sum it up, when you see people doing things contrary to what the guidelines are as far as masks, as far as social and physical distancing, food for thought. Has it been designed this way or have they been given information that led them to this decision to change their behavior? Like even think about it when you first heard about coronavirus and the pandemic, what were your initial thoughts? Were you like, ooh, ooh you know, I got to stay away or I got to do everything that everybody is saying to do or as information came out, did your attitude change? And because your attitude changed, your behavior changed. So yes, we're going to continue to go deeper and deeper in season two, talking about cherry blossoms, crabs, and coronavirus. We're going to keep it going. We have so much more in store and so much more we got to talk about. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. This concludes another episode of the Spike Lemonade Podcast with your girl, health and happiness strategist, T.C. Mason. Join in on the conversation and don't miss another episode. Subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a review. And if you really want to get in on the Spike Lemonade conversations, suggest some topics, some guests, even a situation of the day. And you can email us at lemondrop at spikedlemonade.live. Again, we want to hear from you. Email us at lemondrop at spikedlemonade.live. Catch your next episode. Peace and lemons.